I am India Ari, and this is my podcast, Songversation, where I choose one of my songs and I riff on that song. Simple as that. This is episode 12, Songversation, favorite time of year. I chose this song because it's Christmas time. I don't know when you're going to hear it, but I'm going to go ahead and have it posted by then. And I also chose this song because my mom wrote it, and I think it's a really special record. And um, I also chose this song because as I'm sitting here in my house by myself doing songversations, I'm not doing a lot of festive Christmas things, but I thought this could be the festive Christmas thing that I could do. And this one might be kind of short. I don't really have a lot to say, but I just wanted to do this. <laughs> so uh, welcome to episode 12, Songversation, favorite time of year. Here we go. Thank you for being here again. This is episode 12, Songversation, favorite time of year. And I'm doing it obviously because it's Christmas. And I'm also doing it because I have a little bit that I want to share about this song. I think it's really a special song and it's special to me. And so this song is from my album, India Ari and Joe Sample, Christmas with Friends. And it features Tori Kelly. And it was written by my mother and produced by Aaron Lindsay, who also produced that whole album. And... There's actually maybe a lot more to say about this than I thought. I thought this was going to be a little short episode, and it still might be. But I think I have a little bit more to say about this than I thought. So before we get into this conversation, let's listen to the song. This is Favorite Time of Year. are making angels in the snow magic tricks by uncle joe you can feel the loving in the air family coming in from everywhere grandma sitting in a favorite chair with a halo of silver hair with a smile lighting up the room so sad grandpa's gone too soon this is why christmas is my favorite time of year It smells fill the room Kids are waiting just to lick the spoon We forgot something at the store Santa's ringing bells outside the door Even though the baby's only three She gets to put the star up on the tree Sweet potato pies fill the tabletops Ate so much I'm about to pop This is why Christmas is my favorite time of year And remember why we're here Let's take a family picture Gather around the tree Everybody smile, one, two, three Time for Tyler Perry's new movie There's no place I'd rather be Than with you, my family Even in the midst of all the cheer Let's remember everybody 
That is Favorite Time of Year from my album, India Ari and Joe Sample, Christmas with Friends. I have seven albums and about to release my eighth. Y'all know what I'm about to do. My first album is called Acoustic Soul, Voyage to India, Testimony Volume 1, Life and Relationship, Testimony Volume 2, Love and Politics, Songversation, India Ari and Joe Sample, Christmas with Friends, Songversation Medicine, and February 15th, I'm releasing my eighth album, Worthy. And so this is from my sixth album, India Ari and Joe Sample, Christmas with Friends. It's only right that I talk about Joe Sample first. So anyone who is not familiar with him, I'm talking to you first. Joe Sample was born February 1st, 1939. And he passed away September 12th, 2014. And that was just as we finished our Christmas album. And so Joe Sample was a jazz pianist, um, keyboard player, and composer. And the reason why a keyboard player is in there is because in the 1960s, the electric keyboard was new. And he was one of the pioneers of that sound. And that electric keyboard informed that Joe Sample style. So... Um, a lot of the things on this album, Christmas with Friends, where you hear that a lot of like synth sounds and keyboard sounds, there's especially a song on there called God Rest You Merry Gentlemen, or our version of that. That was produced by Aaron Lindsay, but Aaron did it in the style of the Crusaders with all that electronic keyboard sounds because Joe Sample was one of the pioneers of that sound. And so um, in the early 60s, they had he formed a band with friends called the Jazz Crusaders, and by the late 60s, they were called just the Crusaders. And he also made his first solo album, I think it was 1969, 1970. So they went from the Jazz Crusaders to the Crusaders to Joe Sample. And you guys might know the song, I, I play the street life, it's the only life I know. Street light. Right? So the singer on that is Randy Crawford. That song is a Jazz Crusaders song. I want to say it was their first hit. I don't know that to be true, but that's what I know to be their most popular song. So that was the Crusaders' first hit, as far as I know. And um, But also the Crusaders was like a, a studio band in L.A. So they played on Joni Mitchell Records and Marvin Gaye Records and Tina Turner and B.B. King and Minnie Ripperton, Anita Baker, The Supremes, Joe Cocker, like all this stuff. Like Joe Sample did a lot of, a lot of amazing things before he was even world-renowned Joe Sample. And also um, his music went on to be sampled a lot. Um, let me think of one of the, like Tupac, Joe Sample's song, Rainbow Seeker, was sampled in Tupac's Dear Mama and in De La Soul's um, Dedication to the Biddy. Tony Braxton, what is that song by Tony Braxton? Um, What's Good and Arrested Development had a song called Africa Inside of Me. Joe Sample's sampled in these songs and more. These are just the ones I know of. And also, if you saw the um, movie Moulin Rouge, Nicole Kidman sings a song called One Day I'll Fly Away, Leave My Love to Yesterday. What more can your love do for me? When will love be through with me? That is 
a Joe Sample song. So he's a part of the culture and a part of history. And so I said all of that to say he has always been one of my heroes because the sound of his music always brought me so much peace. And all my life, I wanted to sing with him, and I would hear different people singing with him. Like Layla Hathaway did a duet album with him with that last song I just sang, and her version is insane. She's one of my favorite vocalists. And also he did songs with Liz Wright. She's also one of my favorite vocalists. And I always wanted to work with him, too. And so I ran into him in Curacao at the Curacao Jazz Festival, and I got a chance to tell him <laughs> that I wanted to work with him. And so we started that process. And he was sending me original things and but original music takes time to write. And so one day I was just sitting um, in Seattle. I was living in Seattle at the time. And I was sitting at my desk. And I thought, what if we did a Christmas album? Because those songs are already done. And I called him. And he said yes. He said that his family had been asking him to do a Christmas album since the 90s. And so we got together. Maybe like six months after that. And we started working on our album. There's a much longer story to that, but that's a side note to what this songversation, favorite time of year, is about. So I'm not going to get into all of that, but I will say this. I'm so glad that we did it when we did, because literally, I think it was maybe a month after we finished, he passed away. And we all knew when we were in the studio together that he was um, having a health crisis, and he had, a, um, he had had cancer before, and then it came back. Um, maybe like 12 years later or something. And this time it was fatal. And he was, I think he was 75. And it was my honor to to do that project with him and to get to know him and be around him. He had a wonderful, <laughs> a wonderful sense of humor that could sometimes be body. And I liked that. And he was fun. And he was real Southern. And we recorded in Texas as well. So that was a lot of fun. It was a good... Good experience. So glad I got to work with him. So more on this song, Favorite Time of Year, in this next segment. So favorite time of year. I was in the studio uh, with Aaron Lindsay working on my Christmas album. And my mom came over. She said, I have an idea for you. And this is big because my mother is a songwriter. She taught me everything I know about songwriting. My mother came up in Michigan, in Lansing, Michigan, when Motown was new and Motown wanted to sign her. And she didn't do it because they didn't want to sign her friends who were really like her brothers. And fast forward about 30 years and now I'm on Motown. And so my mother taught me everything I know and really you know, I'm a continuation of her legacy, the same way she's a continuation of her mom's and the same way we're all a continuation of the legacy of our family. And so it's big when my mom says I have an idea because when she says it, she always comes with something so dope. <laughs> and my mother also lived an hour away. You know, Atlanta is very spread out. And she lived an hour away and she said, I'm on my way. So she got there and she had this idea and I just thought, this is great. And Aaron Lindsay started putting music around her idea, and we wrote it that day. I, I added a little bit to it, but this was her concept, most of her lyrics. And uh, I think the beauty of this song is that it really talks about our family. And so Uncle Joe was my grandmother's brother. And so to say, you know, to say the name Uncle Joe, it really made us emotional. He, he passed away many years ago, but still remembering your family when they're gone like that. 
it really makes you emotional. And my grandmother passed away in 2009. And my great-grandmother passed away in 2010. My grandfather passed away in 2011. And so the old, old people in my family, most they're gone now. And so writing this song was a good feeling, but also an emotional one. And my mom has a, a gift for humor and poignancy at the same time. And so she said, Grandma sitting in her favorite chair with the halo of silver hair, with her smile lighting up the room, so sad Grandpa's gone too soon. Just that line is about my great-grandmother and how she would sit in her favorite chair down in Memphis. Anytime we would go visit, she would sit in that chair. And my great-grandmother lived to be 99. She lived in the same house that she lived in when my when my mother and my aunt were born. My mother has eight siblings, but my mother and my aunt were number one and two siblings, children from my grandparents. And she lived in that same house with my mother. My mother was born in 1949, my aunt in 1948. And so um, my great-grandmother lived in that same house until she passed away in 2011. And whenever we'd go visit, she would sit in that same chair with her halo of silver hair. So sad grandpa's gone too soon. He passed away in um, 2002. And at that time, he was 99. So I come from some long-lived people. And our family is, because people live so long, we know a lot about our lineage. And so my mother writing this song just, it was humorous and poignant. And so that part where she says, um, sweet potato pies for the tabletops, ate so much I'm about to pop. (laughs) That's my mom. That's her humor. And it's true. And she captured a, a part of our culture you know, being in America at Christmas time and in a black family, and all the cakes and all the pies and all the food and all the meat and all the vegetables and everything all separated out and stuff. Just, you know, mom has a real way with that. And it's funny because, you know, she taught me everything I know about songwriting, like I said, and singing as well. And every once in a while, we work on something together. So, for example, my mother wrote most of the song Beautiful Day, the one I did for Good Morning America with Robin Roberts. My mother wrote most of that. And, and but, you know, I put my spin on it. And so sometimes when we do things like that, I'll come up with something and she'll be, <laughs> my mom, she's so funny. She'll say, you heifer. <laughs> like when I come up with a good idea. And so... Um, I came up with um, standing here beneath the mistletoe. I got a little love I want to show you. Standing in the powdered sugar snow, your loving is the sweetest thing I know. I came up with those lines. And when I said powdered sugar snow, she was like, that is just so good. But she taught me that anyway. And oh my gosh, literally my favorite part of this song, and that's saying a lot because I love the keyboards. I love that electric that electric keyboard Joe Sample sound. I love Tori Kelly. We didn't even talk about her yet, but I love her vocal. I love so many things about this song, but legit, my favorite part of this song is um, the bridge. Time for Tyler Perry's new movie. Because it's so true, it's so true, and it's so funny. And my mom, she's just good at that. And so um, this song really... Every once in a while, I'll have a song that I write or that my mother has written for me or someone else. There are not a lot of songs that other people have written for me, but on occasion it happens. And, you know, so sometimes there's a song I wrote or that someone wrote for me that I just feel lucky to be the person who gets to sing it. And I feel that way about this song. And actually, side note, my mother wrote the song from Testimony Volume 
one called um, Long Goodbye. My mother wrote Long Goodbye. Isn't that cool? And when I heard it, I said, that's mine. <laughs> Don't do anything else with it. That's mine. And this song, Favorite Time of Year, I feel so blessed that I get to sing it. I really do. And um, I want to talk a little bit about, a little bit more to say. I don't have a lot more to say about this, but a little bit more in this next segment. Tori Kelly, I just, I think it was Aaron's idea to ask her to be on this song. And it's always been my fantasy to have an album where a lot of different people would do guest slots. But I focus so much on the production and the writing that by the time the song is recorded, I'm done. <laughs> and it takes sometimes a long time to gather people around a record, you know, because everybody has their own career going on and you have to wait. But we called, we reached out to Tori and she said yes right away and she did her vocal and she sent it in. We didn't do it in the same room, but she sent her vocal in. And of course, it just felt just right because her tone and mine and my my contralto, alto and her soprano and just everything, it just felt right. And it felt right to be a duo because the song is so much about family and social interaction and party and fun. And I just love having her on it. And side note, um... I know that I'm one of her influences. I also think she's well-studied and probably has a lot of influences, which I am one and I'm honored. And I looked online and saw some footage of her singing my songs, like when she was a teenager, 15 and 16. And that always just makes me feel, um, it makes me feel like God hears my prayers. Because when I started my career, I just, one of the things I wanted was to be an influence for other artists. And it when I see that I am, it always makes me feel like I'm on the right path. And so for freaking Tori Kelly to be singing my songs as a teenager just means everything. And then to have her on this song means everything. And then she blew her face off, of course, because that's what Tori Kelly does. And that meant everything. And I think that uh, also one of the things I wanted you to hear is so at the end of the song, it's everybody say, yeah, yeah. And the background's, yeah. My mom is in there, and if you listen closely, you'll hear her voice. We sound a lot alike, but we also sound different. And so that's her in there. Yeah! <laughs> oh, gosh. And um, I think the other thing I want to say is that this album also is a dream come true because it features, let me see, Kim, Michael McDonald, Trombone Shorty, Dave Koz, one of the singers from Take Six, um, of course, Tori Kelly. Oh, and my boo, Brandy. I was finishing up the album, and um, just Brandy and I were texting. We don't text a lot, and really that's more on me because I'm kind of isolative, and she's always like, you don't talk to me enough. Sorry, Brandy. Not because I don't love you, just I'm a freaking, I'm an introvert. But so we were talking over text and I said, I'm just finishing a Christmas album and that's why I haven't been in touch. And she said, it ain't done without me. I need to sing on Silent Night or something. And she freaking did it. And it blew my mind because we sound so good together. And I always knew we would. I've always loved her music. I remember buying her first album. I was 19 and she was 15. And I just thought, how is this young kid doing everything that I love? Like she is my, my one of my favorite, one of my three favorite contemporary singers is Layla Brandy. <laughs> and who's the third one? I don't know why I said three. Definitely Layla and Brandy. Those are two of my top two. I love Liz Wright. I love Greg Reporter. 
I love a lot of people, but just as far as singers, those are my top contemporary. I love Joe. He's one of my favorite contemporary singers. Um, I didn't realize I was going to even say this. I haven't really considered my list. But I would definitely say Layla, Joe, uh, Liz Wright, Brandy, um, Gregory Porter, as far as my favorite contemporary singers. And there are some singers younger than me that are contemporaries as well that I would count as favorite singers. Oh, I could also have to put Lettucey in my group of favorite singers because who does what she does. But also some of the singers under me, like um, who are my peers, but not necessarily contemporaries necessarily. Um, I love Jonathan McReynolds. I love Leanne Le Havas. I love Tori Kelly. I love, um, right now, like, I want to specify, too, because there are a lot of artists I love. Right now, I'm talking about vocals, vocalists. I love Jasmine Sullivan. Um, I love her. She's become one of my favorites now. And so, you know, those are my people. And I was honored to have Tori Kelly on this song. And, oh, my, I don't know if I miss saying Michael McDonald, but you got to hear Michael McDonald on Merry Christmas, Baby. Like, he blew the whole roof off. And I went back in and did my vocal because his was so crazy. And you know what? Kim surprised me. I didn't know that we would sound good together. I didn't know. But I ran into him at the Essence Awards. And I asked him if he would do a song with me. And he said yes. And I, Kim is a very straightforward guy. That's how he comes across to me. So when he said yes, I knew he meant yes. And then I had to figure out which song I was going to have him on. And he did such a wonderful job. It's just like a quintessential jazz singer, which, I mean... That is kind of what Kim does vocally, is jazz. Um, I know we put him in R&B categories, but vocally I hear him as a jazz singer, so I don't know what I was thinking being surprised, but he really just did a wonderful job, and we sound just like a beautiful man-woman combination singing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. And Michael McDonald and I did Merry Christmas, Baby. <laughs> and uh, Brandy and I did Silent Night. Uh, Christian from Take Six, we did God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. Oh my goodness, and I forgot something so important. Okay, Mary Did You Know. That's one of my favorite songs, period. And I did Mary Did You Know with Gene Moore Jr. So when I did this song with Gene Moore, he was not a solo artist yet. He was just starting to work on his first album. He was kind of like an industry best kept secret because of his singing is ridiculous, but he wasn't um, in any way known by people. Not really, not really at all. And I went to the studio to work with Joe Sample. And I, there is a producer who I did not know yet named Aaron Lindsay who said, you can use my studio if you do a song with my artist. And I got there and it was freaking Gene Moore Jr. And he sang for me and my whole face got hot because he sings that masterfully. Gene is masterful. If you don't know who he is, he's a gospel artist. He has his first album out. Go check him out, Gene Moore Jr. And so when I heard him sing, I was like, there's no way I'm not going to do Mary Did You Know with him. <laughs> and so we did that. And then um, it turns out, see, God works in mysterious ways. It turns out that Joe Sample was Aaron Lindsay's hero. So he could play just like Joe. And they sat together at their piano. And I remember Joe like kind of slapping Aaron's hand saying, oh, my gosh, like you're playing just like me. And so, as we know, Joe was dealing with some health, with his uh, health crisis. And Aaron jumped in and played some of those parts and really helped Joe's playing to sound as clean as we needed it to be because, you know, his hands were getting weak because his body was getting weak. And so all this came together in such a beautiful way and such a gift. And so this album, Christmas with Friends, means a lot to me. 
It really does. And this song, Favorite Time of Year, being the quote-unquote single from the album, it all just means a lot to me. And reminiscing about it reminds me of really why it does mean so much. A little bit more to say about this before we end this one. I think the last thing I want to say about this is about my own singing. I just talk so much about the singers. I want to talk about my own singing because um, I grew up in a family of singers, my aunts and my uncles, and just, you know, for for us, singing was like talking. We all sang, and especially with my mother, growing up with her, I learned how to sing like her the same way I learned how to talk like her, and how to sit like her and walk like her. And over the years, I have that drive just naturally to continue to grow. And so with my singing, you know, it it changes a little bit every day, I suppose. But I look back every five years and listen to my previous project and I hear a more matured version of myself and a more matured version of my singing. And But between 2009 and 2014, I went through a real transformation Longer story, I think I've talked about that in one of my songversation episodes, but that's something I might get into one of these later songversations, really talk to you about what I call my transmutation. I, I reference it in one of the episodes I just did, um, Life I Know, Songversation Life I Know, where I talk about break down, break through, break the shell, elevate and fly. I would love to talk to you more about that process and everything that happened to me and for me in that process. But that aside for a second, through that process of transmuting into like a a whole new version of me, my singing grew too. And that was something I had never even thought to consider. I didn't think, what what am I going to sound like when I sing again? Just never crossed my mind. And so um, I recorded Songversation, the album, in 2012. It was released in 2013. And then I did this Christmas album in 2014. And... My singing grew, my mind grew, my songwriting grew as evidenced on Songversation. But then when I went into the studio with Joe Sample, there's something about jazz music that's so delicate and nuanced. And, you know, it's not like hip hop drums and stuff. It's jazz. And so things are more delicate and nuanced. And that really suits my constitution. I'm delicate. I'm um, gentle. I'm empathic. I'm introverted. And so I've been over the years wanting to teach myself how to be a stronger, louder, bigger, higher singer, which, you know, just singing is my passion and I want to grow. But being able to do that and having to do that over the loudness of a band are two different things. And so when the music is delicate and nuanced and quiet, I really do my best singing. But I didn't really know that about myself until I was working with Joe Sample. And working with him brought out the best singing of my life. And also, it's not just that the band was jazz and nuanced and delicate, but also, for me, one of the signatures of Joe Sample's playing is his chord voicings. So a voicing is is like a voice. Somebody can say, Merry Christmas. Someone else can say, Merry Christmas. Someone else can say, Merry Christmas, right? The voicing is how it sounds. And so you can play a C a lot of different ways. Joe Sample had a special way of voicing his chords. And so that Joe Sample take on Christmas songs and his chords, 
just made me want to sing and made me want to do my best singing. Then, of course, there's the Aaron Lindsay quality, too, as someone who grew up on Joe Sample's music. All of that just made me want to sing. And when I want to sing, I do my best singing. And so this album, Christmas with Friends, and this song, um, Favorite Time of Year, just is something I'm really proud of and something I'm honored I was able to do. I was honored to be able to work with Joe Sample before he transitioned, honored to talk to him and be around him. And his wife, Yolanda, reached out to us while we were on tour. We went on tour. We released the album in 2015 because once Joe passed, I felt like it was good to hold it for the next year. So we released the album in 2015 and we went on tour and his wife, Yolanda, called and said something like it was so, I didn't talk to her, my my creative, chief creative officer, Anasa Troutman, talked to her. And she said something like how amazing that he's on this album with all these young artists. And how beautiful is that? And it was my honor to be able to be part of facilitating that, that when he transitioned out of here, it was like all of us young artists celebrated him and bid him a farewell, is how I see it. So I'm proud of this album. And one of the things that artists love about Christmas albums is that Christmas comes every year. So every year you can bring that album out and people play it. And and, and every year you can go on tour. And I didn't do it this year, which is why I'm doing this songversation back to the beginning of this songversation. This is why I'm doing this, because I guess this is what I'm going to do this year with the album. But next year and every year after, I'm going on tour and I'm going to sing those songs for me and for Joe Sample. I am. God willing, you know, if all things are in alignment that way. And so, I think this is a perfect time for a closing affirmation. I say this affirmation for myself and for everyone that is listening. If you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. If this is just a time for you to be with your family, happy familying. And my favorite thing to say is happy high holy days. And I say that because... I think it's always really profound and highly spiritual when one year is ending and another one is coming in because we're beginning a new cycle and we are given the opportunity to, as a collective culture, refresh ourselves. And that's a beautiful concept to me. And so may we end this year with grace and acceptance for everything that happened and go into 2019 refreshed and ready to do it all over again (laughs) oh i love y'all i'll see y'all in the new year with a whole lot of new ideas and things to talk about and songversations and album worthy and um yeah merry christmas and happy high holy days everybody And lastly, I have to say, I love y'all. This might be the longest lastly of all of the Songversation podcast because this is a love letter to you, my soul birds worldwide, and what I've been having fun calling my Songversation Nation. <laughs> and this Songversation podcast has been um, something I started on a whim. And I'm so glad I did because it's taught me so much about myself 
and it's expanded my vision about what's possible for me. And it's taught me a lot about other people, so thank you. And it's really your messages that continue to call me forth with this podcast. And I um, apologize that I wasn't able to get them out with the frequency that I intended in the beginning, but I did reach my goal with the number of Songversation podcasts I wanted to do. And I'm so grateful for you being on the other end of this conversation. Because without you, I'd just be talking to myself, which I do a lot, <laughs> as I always say. But with you, it's more meaningful. But this time I say that with another meaning because I didn't know how this would be received. And all of your comments and your receptiveness and your requests of me to keep going has meant so much to me. I started doing this for myself, as you've heard me say, if you've been listening, because I just wanted something that was mine. But this turned out to be something that is ours, and I just didn't expect how fulfilling it would be to be having this conversation with you. And it's me and you, and it's ours, and I love it. Um, it's been challenging, the technical part sometimes, but I'm still out here. I guess I have a three-person crew. I got my, my social media guy, Elliot, my girl, Jen Ramirez, who helped me get it up on the, on the site on iTunes, and my ex-assistant and my friend, Donita Hathaway, who helps me to run the um, Songversation podcast Instagram page. So it's us four, and we out here doing it. But at the core, it's just... Me and you, and I love it. I really, really do. And I hope to have some sponsorship next year or something like that, which makes me even more grateful for this time because during this time, I've been able to define what a Songversation podcast is. And you being on the other end, giving me your thoughts and your ideas has helped me to define what a Songversation is. And I'm so grateful. And I do not take it for granted that I can sit here at my table and talk and that somebody is like me who wants to have a deep conversation about music and spirituality and where the two intersect. So thank you for being on the other end of this conversation. Thank you. I want to remind you that we have a podcast page. We, meaning me and you, it's called Songversation Podcast. And um, send me some requests. I'm following everybody. And I want to hear some messages from you and voice messages and even videos that I can incorporate into the podcast. And um, I hope we're following each other. It's been, you know, I have another page, my India RE page, but this page is different. I, the things that come up on the homepage are different, and I enjoy the energy of it. So I'm glad we started this page. And uh, I'll see you in 2019. And until then, may you clearly hear the song in your heart. I like that.